0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't, and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. Today we have a panel of three reporters joining us on this podcast and I forgot, I'm your host, Akansha Kumar. (laughs) Today we have with us Pratik. Hi Pratik. Hello. Where are you I am
1: in Pune.
0: Okay. And from Mumbai we have Tanishka Sodi and Deeksha Munjal, both of whom have recently joined. Hi Tanishka. Hi, how are
2: you? I'm good. And what's up with you Deeksha? Hi. Um, I hope everyone's well. We just finished working on the story now, working on a couple of other stories. COVID is just crazy in Bombay, so.
0: And how has it been like dealing with partial lockdown in Mumbai? How does it affect your life as a reporter?
3: I think it's sort of, uh, you know, the press card helps. Uh, <laughs> with the You can sort of travel in the trains and, you know, even go after 8pm if there's a story. But I think it's for the, you know, the daily wage workers and the vegetable vendors and like a lot of people whose lives have been really altered.
0: This is supposed to be a partial lockdown, but it's sort of hit people really hard. Okay, and uh, we will discuss that aspect, uh, which has been uh, covered in the recent ground report that Tanishka and Deeksha have filed, where they spoke with some of the daily wage workers employed in Mumbai's... In entertainment industry. Uh, we'll first discuss Prateek's recent coverage of the Naxal attack in Chhattisgarh's Bijapur district, which left 22 security personnel dead, 31 injured. The Maoists had captured one CRPF Jawan as well, Rakeshwar Singh Manhas, who was released yesterday. So, Prateek, uh, Joe. आपकी बातचीत हुई जो अभी आपने इंटरव्यू किया है इंस्पेक्टर जनरल ऑफ पुलिस बस्तर सुंदरराज पटलिंगम से जो बातचीत आपकी हुई है स्टेट पुलिस और जो चीफ मिनिस्टर हैं वो बार-बार कह रहे हैं कि इस पूरी घटना में कहीं पर भी कोई इंटेलिजेंस फेलियर नहीं था लेकिन जिस तरीके के कवरेज हम देख रहे हैं जैसे इंडियन एक्सप्रेस ने उन जवानों से बात करी जो घायल हुए थे और you अपने इंटरव्यू में that when we कि जब हम the हैं पूरे के पूरे गांव खाली थे इसका मतलब ये था कि जो नक्सली थे उनको इस पूरे ऑपरेशन की जानकारी पहले से थी तो अगर ये इंटेलिजेंस फैलियर नहीं है तो क्या है मतलब प्लानिंग में कहीं कुछ कमी रह गई थी
1: who इंटेलिजेंस फेलियर का the people अलग मतलब वो जो जो ये, ये जो इलाका है बेसिकली इंटरेस्टिंग बॉर्डर है सुकुमार बीजापुर का दक्षिण बस्तर कहते हैं इसको साउथ बस्तर तो वो ऑलरेडी uh, मतलब उनका uh, पूरा मतलब एक तरीके से स्ट्रांग होल्ड है वहां पे नक्सलाइट्स का पर्टिकुलरली उस रीजन में जिस uh, रीजन में ये टेकलगुडा और ये तारे कुछ जंगल है तो वहां पे उनको इंफॉर्मेशन उनके पास इनपुट था कि जो बटालियन नंबर 1 है मतलब सीपीआई माइस जो मेडिश है उसकी एक ही बटालियन है बटालियन नंबर 1 तो वो उसका बेस है तो उनका मूवमेंट उनको स्पेसिफिक इनपुट मिला था कि उनके इलाके में मूवमेंट है तो अगर हम उस से समझें इंस जो उनको इनपुट मिला था वो बिल्कुल बकायदा और उसी लिए उन्होंने ये प्लान किया बहुत ही सॉलिड नॉलेज रहती है उनको उस एरिया के हुँ. तो वहां पे ये जो ये जो ये जो बैटल हुआ जी जो गन फाइट हुआ था ये ऐसा अगर हम इसको इससे कंपेयर नहीं कर सकते कि तारमेटला में जो हुआ था जिसमें सीआरपीएफ के जवान 2010 में मतलब उनको कट
3: 2010
1: की बात है जी, जी जी या जीरम घाटी में जैसा हुआ था का पूरा सफाया कर दिया के इसमें ये लोग बगाइदा उन्होंने फाइट किया है फिर मिला कि ये जो इस पर्टिकुलर बेल्ट उसमें कम से कम 600 सिपाही थे कोबरा के कोबरा बटालियन थी उसमें सीआरपीएफ के लोग थे एसटीएफ के लोग थे आ, ब, बस पुलिस के लोग थे बस पुलिस के तो वो एक पर्टिकुलर ये जो 300 तो वो वहां पे उनको घेर लिया था तो ये पूरी तरीके से ये कहना कि उनका इंटेलिजेंस फेलियर ही है तो ये नहीं कहा जा सकता मतलब बहुत ही चीज है तो अगर, अगर नहीं बोल सकते हैं क्या इंटेलिजेंस फेलियर था या उनको कुछ रिपोर्ट्स पे तो ये लिखा कि उनको उस में फसाया गया the तो भी नहीं कह सकते और जब इस तरीके के जो अटैक्स होते हैं गांव जाते हैं। अभी बात यहां से यह भी आई है कि उस दिन तीन अप्रैल के जो वहां के जो ग्रामीण वहां के लोग हैं उनका यह कहना है कि कुछ उस दिन 3 अप्रैल के दिन सुबह-सुबह की बात है एक लड़का महुआ गया था वहां ये महुआ का हैं तो, तो, तो सुबह-सुबह उसको पकड़ लिया था तो उसको जो ये लोग लेके आए मारपीट उसको तो ये भी मतलब वहां का ये भी कहना है कि भाई उस चीज की बनक मतलब उन लोगों ने जाके फिर मतलब कोई हुँ. बचाने के लिए था नहीं उस लड़के को उसकी मदर ने भी उसकी मतलब ब्लाइंड भी कर रहे थे, तो वो सुनी नहीं रहे थे, लड़के को ले बस बार ऐसी वारदातें हो जाती है कि भाई किसी का इन्वॉल्वमेंट नहीं होता उसको भी नक्सली मान लिया जाता है
0: अच्छा
1: और दूसरी उसमें प्रॉब्लम ये है कि मतलब नक्सली को सपोर्ट कर रहे हो या इनडायरेक्टली डायरेक्टली तरीके से जैसे भी है और दूसरा ये होता है कि भाई गांव वाले भी अगर देखा वहां पे अगर आपको बोलेंगे चलो रोटी बना के दो तो रोटी बना के देना ही पड़ता है वो बाप से पैसा लेंगे तो आपको पैसा देना ही पड़ता है तो वो वो सिचुएशन ऐसी हो गई थी कि भाई कुछ लोग बोलते हैं कि भाई फिर उनको वहां से पता लगा और फिर ये यहां पे उन्होंने पूरा इन लोगों पे I mean, if they a false input trap, So,
0: we a strategy, security team and they were also able to engage with the Maoists in the gun battle that ensued, uh, what was the objective of this operation? क्योंकि जिसको मतलब, was it even achieved? Uh, ये शायद the हिडमा को पकड़ने गए थे। हाँ. इनके बारे में आप थोड़ा सा बताइए कि कौन हैं और फिर इस operation outcome निकला मतलब was it successful or was it a, a
1: failure? देखिए, देखिए, अभी कैसा जो specific input input battalion one बटालियन uh, मतलब uh, मैं आपको हिडमा के अंदर तो ये वहां पे है ठीक है तो ये हुँ. उसी उन्हीं को उन्हीं को मतलब जो ने के उनको पकड़ने के लिए या अटैक करने के लिए या यूटिलाइज करने के लिए जो भी है उसी लिए है ये ये लोग गए थे ठीक है तो वो तो ऑबवियसली हो गया मतलब 1 जो ये बटालियन वन सिर्फ सीबीआई की एक ही बटालियन से बहुत सारी बटालियन रेस करने का प्लान हुआ था लेकिन एक ही बटालियन और ये जो बटालियन है ये काफी स्ट्रॉंग है मतलब वो बहुत ही सोफिस्टिकेटेड वेपन्स से इक्विप्ड जो कि उन्होंने ओवर द इयर्स पूरा लूटे हुए हैं तो मतलब और जब भी हाँ, जब भी so इस तरीके से और तो जितने भी ऑल ओवर मतलब जहां पे भी जो आ, नक्सल डोमिनेंस है नक्सलाइट्स का प्रदेशों में जब इस तरीके की वो होती हैं जैसे मतलब जो फा, फा, फाइट्स होती है से और वो सारे जो बंदूकें हैं वो बटालियन वन को प्रोवाइड की गई उनके पास तमाम Indian नेशनल स्मॉल स्मॉल ऑन सिस्टम की राइफल जो कि मतलब बेसिकली अगर आप देखें बटालियन एक कंपनी की तरह सीआरपीएफ की वो इतनी इक्विप्ड है वो लोग दूसरा उनका ये है कि वो टेरेन उनका है मतलब वो उस, उस एरिया में वो जो जब वो area. में था तो वो एरिया कभी भी वहां पे एडमिस्टर मतलब एद, एद, है
0: uh, sorry, मैं आपको बीच में बोलिए 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 मैं माद्वी हिडमा ये क्यों मोस्ट वांटेड टाइप का कैरेक्टर है क्या ये वीरपन जैसा कैरेक्टर है और इसका क्या 2013
1: का जो एक अटैक था ज- हां उसमें भी क्या इनका इन्वॉल्वमेंट था ये देखिए एक तो पहली बात तो ना माडवी हिडमा के बारे में फुल नॉलेज किसी को भी नहीं है, इसमें यह कोई शक नहीं है कि जीरम वो इस बटालियन का कमांडर है ठीक है ना और वो जीरम घाटी अटैक में भी उसको ही वो बोलते हैं उसी का पूरा हाथ था ठीक है उसके बाद ये तो इसमें ही तो इतनी खतरनाक जब वो एक बटालियन है जिसको वो कर रहा है तो डेफिनेटली मतलब वो और और देखिए के क्योंकि ये वो बेसिकली छत्तीसगढ़ आए थे तेलंगाना से जब खत्म किया गया था उनकी एंट्री में हुई थी एक सेफ हेवन के लिए मतलब लेकिन वहां पे जब उन्होंने आदिवासियों के साथ जो भी दमन चल रहा तो वो थोड़ा सपोर्ट कर कर के वो उनके और जब सलवा इस तरीके से उनका वो वहाँ पे स्ट्रोंग बन गया तो नक्सल टॉप लीडरशिप में कभी भी कोई आदिवासी नहीं है तो लेकिन जैसे हिडमा है और हिडमा के हिडमा जिस गांव का है पूर्ववती करके वो जहाँ पे ये अटैक हुआ वहीं से पास में ही हैं उसी गांव का एक बंदा और है वेंकटेश वेंकटेश मतलब उसका ये ऐसे � so, hmm. ये बहुत बड़ी बात है कि एक tribal senior leadership, सीनियर central committee अब वो सेंट्रल in East है कि नहीं been in the country, who have been the country, who have been in the the country, who have been in the country, who have been in the country, who उसकी लास्ट ईयर डेथ हो गई थी 2019 में तो एक तरीके से हिडमा का इंपोर्टेंस और बढ़ चुका है कि वो बटरकिन को भी ऑपरेट करता है और वो है मतलब वो डेफिनेटली उसे धीरम और के अटैक को अंजाम दिया है वो है लेकिन उसके बारे में बहुत सारी बातें मतलब अब जैसे मैं एक 2017 हंसी में टाल के आप पे उल्टा वो सवाल तो बाग देगा वापस से तो ऐसा मतलब बहुत चतुर और स्मार्ट है वो ये सब बात-बात करने में और बाकायदा अधिकतर जो जो मतलब जो नक्सल जो ऐसे कमांडर्स बने तो वेंकटेश को तो गोंडी ही आती है हिंदी बोलनी भी ढंग से नहीं आती लेकिन हिडमा हिंदी भी बोलता तो उसका है इंपॉर्टेंट और अभी तरीके तौर तो और उसका थोड़ा मीडिया में जब भी आता है तो मां कहीं और देखिए और हेड और और यह भी समझिए कि बहुत सारे अखबार लोग मतलब बिना कुछ वेरीफाई किए गुणगान भी कर देते हैं बहुत बार वो है डेफिनेटली बटेलियन का कमांडर है वो उसने मास्टरमाइंड भी अटैक्स को मतलब वो भी किया है लेकिन उसका मतलब उतना नहीं कैसा वो अगर आपने वो, वो जो क्या था वो, वो इंवदंती टाइप का वो बन गया कि मतलब a एन इंट्रीगिंग फिगर आउट में वो जो था ना दो, दो पाताल अगर सीरीज होगा उस वैसा उसको उसका कर दिया गया लेकिन तो ये है उनका बटालियन और इसका हेडमा
0: का पूरा इसमें एक चीज जो मैं और जानना चाह रही थी वो ये था कि जैसे कल जो एक वीडियो पूरा वायरल हुआ था जिसमें कि वो माउस जो है वो उसको जो एक इंजर्ड सीआरपीएफ जवान को इन्होंने अपने एकेडमी ले लिया था राकेशवर सिंह तो उसको छुड़ाने के लिए पांच जर्नलिस्ट गए और फिर वो में बिठाकर उसको ले आए हैं so ye mujhe thoda local dynamic why would uh, journalists emerge as a sort of you know interlocutor uh, and not you know a civil uh, society or retired I.S.I.P.S. ips officer ka uh, angle do they trust them do they trust
1: local journalists local journalists belt और इनमें और कॉन्फ्लिक्ट बॉडी करते हैं तो डेफिनेटली इनकी पहचान हो जाती है जैसे किसी भी रिपोर्टर के सोर्स बनते हैं वैसे भी उनके भी सोर्स रहते हैं वहां पे उनकी पहचान होती है वो उनको जानते हैं और ये एक्चुअली पहल जब ये जब इसके बाद जब ये मैं, मतलब मैं फिलहाल कर जब के जवान का पकड़ के कि वो कैसा है ठीक है आप क्या करेंगे ये वो उसके बाद उन्होंने फिर अप्रोच किया आगे आ, जो पी सुंदरराज उनसे बात करी कि भाई वो सेफ है एंड उसके बाद उनका प्रेस लीज़ भी तो बोला कि आप एक मतलब बनाइए और उसके बाद फिर हम लेके जाएंगे उनको वापस लेके आएंगे तो देखिए लोकल, लोकल है, जानते हैं और बढ़ाते हैं हर के थ्रू नहीं लेकिन जिससे उनको पता होता है कि भाई ये रिपोर्टिंग करते वक्त जाते हैं वो इंटरव्यूज करते हैं उनसे मिलते हैं तो वो उनका एक वो रहता है कि ट्रस्ट है भाई इसके थ्रू अपन ये बात पहुंचाएंगे तो उस हिसाब से उन्होंने वो दो। पड़़। पर 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 से लिए दो एक, एक निब जर्नलिस्ट को ये अप्रोच करके कोई लोकल जर्नलिस्ट को अप्रोच करके बात आगे बढ़ाते हैं वो तो ये है, है वहां पे ये फैक्टर लेकिन वो जर्नलिस्ट उससे कितना उनके लिए रिलायबल होता है क्योंकि को तो उन्होंने बोला नहीं कि सात लोग को बोला था उन्होंने तभी तो हां ये सात लोग आ में और और वैसे ऐसे भी अनलिस्ट हैं जिन्होंने जो जल्दी गए तो उन्होंने के खिलाफ आंदोलन भी किया है तो वो थोड़ा मतलब जैसे मैं बता रहा था कि जो लोग कोई उन्होंने इन्वॉल्व किया तो वो अक्सर ऐसा वहां पे होता है और लोकल जर्नलिस्ट पे रहता है बट ऐसा नहीं है कि कि किसी और भार के उसको ये जनलिस्ट जो थे, उन्होंने खुद ने सबसे पहले उनको अप्रोच किया, कि और उसके बाद पुलिस को अप्रोच किया उनको बोला कि भाई आप टीम बनाइए मेडिएटर्स की हम लोग लेके जाएंगे तो उन्होंने काफी उसको वालेंटे करके इस चीज को ये किया है मतलब वो सीआरपीएफ जवान जवान को जो उन्होंने वहाँ से uh, छुड़ाया है तो काफी बड़ा उन्होंने रोल प्ले किया इसके अंदर
0: तो जैसा कि आपने बोला कि मतलब जो स्ट्रिंगर्स हैं वो इन वे क्योंकि वो लोकल बंदे ही होते हैं दे आर आल्सो एम्बेडेड इनटू द सिस्टम तो लोकल मीडिया कवरेज कैसा रहा इस पूरे इंसिडेंट का और इन जनरल Uh, what is the coverage like of the Naxal issue? Because I remember reading this uh, research paper uh, by Supriya Sharma, who is now an editor at Scroll. And Mm -hmm. she had uh, done this research uh, sometime in 2013 or 14 for Oxford Institute. And uh, she had uh, said that media coverage... Of the ground problems which are there. Uh, for instance, that mining is or the logo that is already there, and the coverage of the coverage That balance is missing, uh, which is another uh, reason why over the years, uh, media has not been able to highlight uh, the problems that really matter for people on the ground. तो आपको क्या लगता है कि ये आ, मीडिया कवरेज कैसा रहता है इस इंसिडेंट का कैसा रहा जैसे आपने एक स्टोरी करी कि दैनिक एक फिल्म के फोटो और वीडियो चलाकर कह दिया कि ये ही है वहां सीन तो मीडिया का थोड़ा सा रोल बताएं प्रति कैसा रहता है
1: मीडिया का अगर आप देखें जैसे अगर पूरा ही इस मुद्दे का अगर देखा जाए तो देखिए अब ये लोग हैं ठीक है ना जब देखिए जब ऐसा कोई बड़ा हादसा होता है ना मतलब मैं आपको एक फैक्ट बताता हूं जब ऐसा कोई बड़ा हादसा होता है तभी हम सबको छत्तीसगढ़ याद आता है या तभी हमको नक्सल याद आता है, वहां लोग सडन जिलों में से ठीक है कभी स्टोरी कर दी किसी ने कभी हो गई कभी उसने करती कभी उसने कर दी बस तो वहां के जो मुद्दे हैं उनके कभी कुछ नहीं मतलब एक प्रॉपर जो एक सिस्टमैटिकली रिपोर्टिंग होनी चाहिए जैसे हम लोग कोई अगर कोई कवर करते हैं क्राइम बीट है, कोई भी वो जो रिपोर्टिंग है वो वो मीडिया ऑर्गेनाइजेशन पर डिपेंड करता लेना लिया नहीं लेना लिया, नहीं लिया तो ये बहुत बड़ी ये बात सही है कि वहां पे मीडिया कवरेज की बहुत ज्यादा कमी है मतलब इस प्रॉपर इस इस मुद्दे के ऊपर कि और और नक्सलियों का कैसा अभी देखिए ये हादसा हुआ आपने देखा होगा कि बहुत फरस करिए जैसे कि जुडूम के वक्त की अभी इतना कतलिया मचाया इतना कत्लेआम मचाया जो नक्सली नहीं है गांव के गांव खाली करवा दिया आपने जबरदस्ती उनको उठा के लेके आ गए तो उसमें जो पब्लिक भागी है उसमें तीन मतलब जो आदिवासी तीन उसमें भागे थे एक तो सलवाजुडूम से जबरदस्ती उसके पहले माओवाद का जो उनका जो अगर आप कैडर का बात करें तो कैडर मतलब बहुत ही कम था मतलब बहुत ही कमजोर था तो वो लोग ये बोलते हैं ये तो अच्छा हुआ सलवाज जुड़ू हुआ कि इससे हमारी स्पेंड बढ़ गई तो ऐसे में जब मतलब जो अपने सेक्यूरिटी पर्सनल हैं मतलब उनका भी एक मैं समझ सकता हूँ एक और नक्सली भी देखिए मुगबिर बोल के उन्होंने भी बहुत लोग एक मतलब बहुत से लोग मानेंगे ये जो जो, जो माड़ एरिया अब जो और इससे वहां से लोग So उसके आसपास के गांव छोड़-छोड़ के सब के आके नारायणगुड़ में मतलब डिस्प्लेस हो गए वो लोग क्योंकि न, मुगबिर है, मार दिया मुगबिर है, मार दिया हुँ. तो लोग मतलब तो अगर इतने इंपॉर्टेंट मुद्दे पे अगर जब रिपोर्टिंग ही नहीं होगी तो कहां उस कुछ वो निकल के मतलब वो पता ही चलेगा बस उसका यही होता है बस ऐसा कुछ अटैक होता है तो फिर सबको छत्तीसगढ़ ज्यादा आ जाता है तो उसके अलावा मतलब नहीं कोई उसके बारे में पूछता नहीं वहां मतलब उनके भले वो तो वो कहीं नहीं जा सकते बेचारे ना इधर जा, जा सकते वो नक्सलवाद की लड़ाई में मरे भी आदिवासी और मारे भी आदिवासी वो वाला सीन है तो पूरा ऐसा है उसका मसला।
0: मेरा एक आखरी सवाल ये था प्रतीक की आ, क्योंकि आप इंटरनल सिक्योरिटी से जुड़े जितने भी मुद्दे हैं वो कवर करते हैं तो जैसे की, आ, I think the government uh, didn't admit it publicly, but they did launch uh, what was known as Operation Green Hunt yeah. to yeah. Uh, wipe out the Naxals. Now, I was just reading this uh, explainer uh, done by Indian Express that in 1980s, se different states have been trying to raise a specific uh, you know force which is aimed only at uh, dealing with the Naxals. Like in Andhra, they Greyhound. Bolte और महाराष्ट्र में C64 है छत्तीसगढ़ में जो इस मतलब जो सबसे ज्यादा कैजुअलिटीज हुई है वो छत्तीसगढ़ से ही है चाहे 2010 की हो या 2013 की Why is it a struggle to deal with uh, the problem of Naxalism in छत्तीसगढ़ मतलब आपको क्या लगता है कि कहाँ कमी रह गई है फंडिंग का प्रॉब्लम है इनिशिएटिव का प्रॉब्लम है या फिर local state
1: uh, police जो है उनके functioning में uh, there are some loopholes for example hum की बात baat kare puraana jo andhra ki greyhounds ne bahut hi matlab jaise bhi hai unhone usko not safaya kar diya case sunte nahi jabki ye jo pura leadership hai somupala ganpati wo sab andhra अब छत्तीसगढ़ अगर उसके बहुत सारे पहलू हैं, मिनरली बहुत रिच जगह है वो, ठीक है? अब वहाँ है वो पूरा ट्राइबल इलाका है, अधिकतम मतलब जो बस्तर का अगर आप पूरा देखें, अब वहाँ पे जो आदिवासी हैं भाई, वो अपने जल, जंगल, जमीन में ही खुश रहते हैं वो उनका है, लेकिन अब जैस उनका क्या है उनका आप माइनिंग पे माइनिंग माइनिंग पे माइनिंग इसके प्रोजेक्ट्स आ हैं उसके प्रोजेक्ट्स आ हैं ठीक है तो उसको लेके एक तो विरोध रहता है ठीक है अब उसमें जो जैसे इस चीज को लेके विरोध है अब उसमें वो करते हैं तो जो, 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 जो स्टेट फोर्सेस होती हैं किसी को उठा नक्सली बैठे हैं वहां पे तो वो इस चीज का फायदा उठाते हैं कि मतलब भाई वो अगर वो जब वो बंदे के पास जब एक स्टेट उस पे उसको इतना ऑप्रेस कर रहा है उसको तो वो बोलेंगे कि हां भाई मैं इनके जनताना वालों के साथ जाऊंगा ये मेरी मदद करें तो वो सब चीजें जो ये है ये बहुत मतलब वो तो झारखंड के जितने भी इस तरीके के जो नक्सल ग्रुप्स हैं वो एक तरीके से माइसकम में सेंट्रल उनका कोई वो आइडियोलॉजी पे ज्यादा उनका वो नहीं था लेकिन छत्तीसगढ़ का जैसे जो है वहां पे थोड़ा था उनका का था सीन लेकिन अभी भी अब वो भी उसी तरफ जा रहे हैं मतलब वो तो अब एकformer journalist थे शुभांशु चौधरी तो वो काफी कोशिश कर रहे थे उन्होंने अभी पीस मार्च भी निकाला उनकी ग्रुप में पूरा योग तो वहां पे जब पूरा जो का ओल्ड लीडरशिप है वो एक तरीके से इनक्टिव सा हो जाएगा कुछ समय बाद तो फिर कौन रहेगा सीधा ये लोग जैसे जैसे लोग अभी कुछ लोग हैं जो मतलब is लीडरशिप में जो ठीक आइडियोलॉजी उनको मैं शायद बिलीव करते हो ठीक है तो वहां से अभी भी बात मतलब एक पीस प्रोसेस हो सकता है कहीं कही ना कहीं लेकिन जब वो वो, अगर वो ये रूप ले लेंगे आज से 8 साल तो फिर वो बहुत डेंजरस फिर इसमें मतलब हर तरीके का मतलब हर 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 एक आदमी को इन्वॉल्व होना पड़ेगा उसमें मतलब सरकार को भी होना पड़ेगा नक्सलियो को भी होना पड़ेगा एक्टिविस्ट सबको मिलके तब जाके उसका वो पाएगा क्योंकि ऐसे तो मतलब वो अभी ये इन्होंने किया है वो रिटेलिएट करेंगे उधर से उठाएंगे इधर से उठाएंगे कहां छूटे अभी तो उस समय तक हुआ उसके बाद वापस हुई अब आप फॉर एग्जांपल एक और चीज बताता हूं अभी जैसे जो आंध्र और तेलंगाना में भाग और सबसे और इसको इस लेवल पे पहुंचाने की सबसे ज्यादा जिम्मेदार है सलवाजुडू तो उसी से जुड़ी बात बताता हूं मैं
2: आपको
1: रिसेंटली अभी तो वहां के है तो अब यहां पे जो यहां पे जो के जो छत्तीसगढ़ के होम मिनिस्टर हैं ताम्रधर साहू वो वो ये बोलते हैं असेंबली में आई थिंक उन्होंने बोला कोई मिनिस्टर है लेकिन आई थिंक वही हैं तो उन्होंने ये बोला कि हमारे यहां से तो कोई भाग के नहीं गया तो अब बताओ वो कहां जाएंगे फिर जब आप उनको कुछ समझोगे मतलब और वाकई मतलब उसमें ऐसा ऐसे Hmm. और मेट्रो सरटा दिया जाता एक में स्टोरी करने गया था तो वो अगले दिन उस लड़की का मतलब वो प्रेग्नेंट लड़की थी उसका गैंग हुआ था ठीक है अगले दिन वहां पे कुछ थे, आ, ले मैं फिगर गया, उसको पैसे दे रहे थे. अब so they were trying to silence
2: her
1: ke matlab media Haan, se matlab uh, hmm. baat hai media se zyada woh mat karo aap lawyers पहुंचे थे वहां पे to aur ye sab bahut matlab masle hai slides, is ma lete, to drg surrendered drg brutal جیل میں DRG مطلب تو وہ डीआरजी जिस तरीके से ऑपरेट करता है वो भी बहुत खतरनाक है the जब बात कर रही थी कि सिक्योरिटी फोर्सेस को भी थोड़ा सा मतलब अच्छे ऑफिसर्स भी ऐसा नहीं है कि हर कोई उसमें अच्छे ऑफिसर्स भी हैं उसमें लेकिन अगर डीआरजी जैसा ऑर्गेनाइजेशन जो सबसे बूटल उन्हीं माना
0: खुद
1: ये रीसेंट डेवलपमेंट है वे वे पर Salva जुडूम तो लोगों का था हम सलवा जुडूम तो लोगों का जैसे महेंद्र कर्मा locals, लोकल्स का था दे वुड हायर लोकल्स हां मतलब लोकल्स गांव वालों को उन्होंने हथियार उनसे लड़ने के मतलब उसको पूरा एक तैयार कोई बोलता था जुडूम का है तो किसी को जिंदा जला दिया कोई बोला इसका है तो जुडूम वो बोले नक्सली का है तो उसको वहां से उठा के मार दिया। तो बहुत ही अजीब सिचुएशन है और लेकिन वो मतलब वापस होगा अभी कुछ समय में यही भूल जाएंगे लोग इस अटैक को या कुछ दूसरा अटैक होगा और
0: वापस और, और इसमें मतलब आपको यूपी और एनडीए के टाइम में कोई फर्क समझ में आता है प्रतीक लाइक like, it? एनी डिफरेंट
1: और नहीं नहीं सब, सब नहीं है उनको सब एक समान है कोई अगर नहीं सरकार लेकिन आज जैसे फॉर एग्जांपल अभी जो आईजी बस्तर रेंज है अगर आप इनसे कंपेयर करें मतलब इनको कंपेयर करें वो जो आईजी पहले बस्तर थे कल्लोरी हम्म ये बहुत बढ़िया है उस हिसाब से अच्छा मतलब हां मतलब अगर आप कंपैरिजन देखो तो कल्लोरी तो बहुत मतलब बहुत ही खतरनाक और उनके बारे में तो बहुत ही कंट्रोवर्शियल थे हम्म हम
0: Right. Okay, so uh, that brings us to the second segment where we will discuss a ground report by Tanishka and Deeksha. Uh, the story is titled Suffering Entertainment Industry Workers Can't Endure Another Lockdown. You can read this story on uh, newslaundry.com. Tanishka and Deeksha, they both uh, spoke to a lot of workers who are daily wage laborers employed on the sets and uh, different TV shows and movies. And they shared their ordeal, how one, a year of lockdown has pushed them years behind and how they are faced the consequences of another lockdown. Uh, Maharashtra has recently seen a rise in COVID cases. The state government is locked in a battle of words with the center asking for more uh, doses of vaccine. So firstly, uh, Tanishka and Deeksha, uh, whoever is uh, willing to uh, answer this question, I'm just curious to know how did you guys uh, go about identifying case studies for the story and how accessible uh, these people were and how willing they were to let you into their world? Uh, Tanishka, would you like to go first?
3: Uh, sure. So initially, we try to talk to people and get numbers through the phone, um, or you know, because even to visit sets, we were sort of confused if, uh, because of the rise in cases, they just let people on the sets. But uh, we did manage to go to at least uh, three, four sets in Madhurin, where a lot of shoots happen in Mumbai, and um, I don't know if it's surprising or no, but a lot of the, lot of these people were very willing to talk. They wanted to share their stories because uh, this year has been brutal for a lot of people, a lot of industries. But they've been among one of the hard hit, um, you know, segment of people because they, uh, for them, it's, it's not an industry which you, can, you can't work from home, right? So mm-hmm. you have to sort of be there whether it's a spot boys, the tech boys, the light boys, the dress as the junior artist. So it's been really bad for them and it's it's sort of daily wage workers. So even if they are, associated with a particular actor or a production house if there's no shoot it really it does affect them and even after um, things started to get back to normal you know around december jan before we saw the second wave the money they were getting was lesser than before because even the producers are facing you know huge budget cuts so what they give them is not what they used to give them and most of these people have been in this industry for a long time, you know, they've come to Bombay from different places, wanting to sort of make a mark or, you know, do their job. And this year has been pretty
0: harsh for them. Uh, Deeksha, what was your experience like?
2: Yeah, so when you go to a film set, these people, the people who work like light men, technicians, spot boys, they're almost invisible on a set. I mean, they do most of the work, but people don't, you know, recognize them. So that's what a lot of them told us, like, you know, when a shoot ends, no one remembers a spot boy because, the, because they are employed on a daily basis and they're on a different project, project every day. So even if they have contacts in the industry, no one really remembers them. And that's what most of them said that, you know, even in that year of lockdown, when people could ask for help from other people they couldn't because you know a lot of people even if they had contacts no one remembered them so they had to they had no chance they had no option but to go home you know they had a lot of like we've heard of migrants who traveled through different uh, like on foot on trains on buses so there was this uh boy that we spoke to who said that uh he took a bus and then a train and another bus to get home where he after that, you know, and after that, after he reached home, there was no employment. So I'm just saying that all of them had stories to share and they were very willing to because someone was finally talking to them and recognizing them that they, you know, they exist on a film set.
0: And how many uh, such uh, daily wage laborers are employed in just Mumbai? Uh, If we talk about Mumbai's entertainment industry, are there like, like any figures?
2: So the estimate is 1 lakh, but they are the registered ones, so there would be more. And uh, in total, there's a Cine Artists organization which employs 5 lakh people, so it it is in lakhs, like the figure is in lakhs.
0: And I also wanted to understand uh, this employer-employee relationship, like aren't they uh, sort of uh, employed on a contractual basis which kind of gives them some sort of cushion uh, so that uh, to be able to cope with a crisis of, of why is there uh, a tradition of employing so many daily wage laborers like could you just help us understand this?
3: So it is, uh, you know, on a contract basis sometimes, whether it's with a producer or um, a celebrity agent of a particular actor or actress. But then again, even that is subject to a lot of things. Like if a shoot gets cancelled, they don't have work, you know. So, for example, one of the spot boys who I spoke to, he was working on the sets of uh, the Bulbulaya Bhol 2 film two weeks ago because he associated with an actress who, uh, you know, was shooting there. And the lead actor tested positive for the virus. So the shoot was stalled for, you know, and these people have dates. So in a month, it's, for example, just five days that they get for the shoot. So because those five days, they couldn't resume shooting. He was out of work for those five days. And then this same actress who he's associated with, there was another movie, a Dharma production movie that started a week later. Then again, the lead actor there also tested positive vicky caution so again he was out of work and you know when i spoke to him a couple of days ago he's just like things look really bad and for the next eight to ten days he's been told that there's no work at all and we actually spoke to all these people we did our story just a few days before the restrictions were announced So that time, more than anything else, there was a lot of anxiety about what is going to happen, because uh, just the way that things went about last year, it's uh, for a lot of them, it's hard to get out of their heads, you know, Uh, the way the lockdown was announced overnight, uh, the way they had to, you know, go through different ways to just get back home and not have work at home and some of them have just come back and some of them know a lot of people who still haven't come back so they were really worried about what things are going to be like and. um, So the restrictions do allow shoots to go on with uh, like a third with the same guidelines that were issued in August, so it has to be 33% less than uh, you know the original crew that was like pre lockdown. But uh, it's also like a domino effect, like everyone's right now in Bollywood, everyone's getting the virus. So uh, a lot of shoots are being cancelled and people are just sort of sitting and waiting for work.
0: So like, uh, what is uh, the role being played by different unions here? Like the Federation of Western India Sine employees, they wrote a letter to the chief minister uh, requesting them not to go ahead with another lockdown. But when it comes to people like Vijay Batham, who had uh, no work because shoot was cancelled twice, as you mentioned, uh, first time for a movie in which Karthik Aryan was a lead actor and second time it was Vicky Kaushal for another movie. Do these unions uh, help them in any way? Because, I mean, Bombay uh, or Mumbai has had a culture of unions. At least when it came to voicing the concerns of employees or are these, uh, you know, uh, these organizations, Federation of Western India, Sine employees just toothless bodies like NCW and, and the likes who probably just write letters, but don't really do much when it comes to helping people like Vijay Bhatt. Um,
3: So this particular union, it does have um, at least a considerable amount of power. And um, during the lockdown, they sort of, uh, through the help of celebrities like Salman Khan, Amitabh Bachchan, even Netflix, they transferred some amount of money to the workers, you know. But that is sort of a one-time payment, a two-time payment. It's not a sustainable thing. But um, from what I've learned talking to them, they do sort of, uh, so it's a union of around 5 lakh people, out of which 1 lakh are the daily wage workers, the spot boys, and the light people, and the dress agas. So they have 32 unions that come under this of twice union so these unions are uh, you know for anything you think of they all sort of come under this, whether it's the junior artists, whether it's the stunt um, doubles, whether it's you know the costume designs. They have like a whole body and under this body, they have 32 different bodies. And uh, from what I've understood, they do sort of, you know, try to help them. I'm sure it's not always successful. And I'm sure right now things are going to be difficult because even the people who did sort of help out monetarily last year, they themselves um, have, you know, had a, they've been, they've suffered this year in terms of money. So they don't really have that much to donate. So they were also worried about that. But uh, besides that, uh, I also spoke to like this production union and um, they sort of, I think there's this sort of producers versus union, little cold war that keeps on going on because the Cine Workers Union keeps demanding things for the workers, you know? So after Corona, they have even sort of put out a rule about the insurance that needs to be given for the workers. Mm-hmm. If there's a death related to the virus, if there is, you know, even if they're hospitalized and a lot of time the producers can't afford to do certain things. so. There's sort of always like this little cold war going on and
0: negotiations going on about
3: that. So, yeah.
0: And uh, Deeksha, would you like to share any particular uh, interaction which uh, kind of struck you uh, in terms of the hardships uh, which, uh, you know, these people are facing, uh, especially because, you know, they are at the bottom of the pyramid uh, and, uh, you know, they are the hardest hit um so is there any particular interaction which kind of left you overwhelmed
2: yes so uh, you know there are these uh, especially like out of the people that have been affected junior the junior artists have been affected the most because any set in particular you think of will have at least you know pre-lockdown times will have at least 40 to 60 junior artists and you know they call them extras Mm -hmm. which means they're used to fill the screen space basically and some of them, you'll see them playing doctors or inspectors or just a rant like a waiter. So there have been these faces who have been in the industry for like, you've been seeing them for years. There are there are some junior artists who've been working for like over three decades and they've been in any film you mentioned, like, you know, with they, they've been with Amitabh Bachchan, they've been with Salman Khan, but suddenly like you know the because the because of the limit of the number of people who could be on a set it, it was cut down to 32% or 33% of the original crew limit the first people who were you know sort of cut out of the whole scenario were junior artists because you can't keep 40 people or 60 people so a lot of junior artists told us that writers or producers started writing scripts in such a way that there's no scope for you know extras Mm. that they uh, uh, write less outdoor scenes they'll write scenes where they don't need many people and in t- television it was very much possible because television scripts are easier to change uh, yeah, they they, tra- they change tracks very easily so their junior artists were cut out in films uh even in the produ- uh, producers guild uh, guidelines it said that you know avoid outdoor shoots So there the scope was cut out. And there was this, uh, there's this junior artist who, you know, he was previously a junior artist. Now he handles a team of 15 junior artists. He said that there have been people in the lockdown, during the whole lockdown, there have been junior artists who, you know, who have worked with these big stars. And in the lockdown, they had to sell, some of them had to sell vegetables, some of them had to become, uh, you know, one of them had to become a security guard. They've even become porters at, uh, you know, railway stations. So all these people who are called extras were the first one to be cut out of the system and you know, 500 of them around. So there's this union of junior artists, uh, in Mumbai out of which, so it has like 1,400, 1,300 to 1,400 junior artists and five around 500 of them. There was this junior artist who said that around 500 of them transferred their cards, like they gave away the memberships, got the money that was supposed to, you know, the initial fee that they pay for the membership and left the industry permanently, like they, they were so badly hit by the industry, like by the lockdown, that they just decided to leave it completely. So junior artists were like, you know, that struck me very much because a lot of these faces have been on screens for years and now suddenly they are rendered like jobless overnight. And even when the industry sprung back, which is like in June and like for film towards the end of last year. Even when shoots started happening, these people were still not getting employed. Like other people started getting work, but these people are still most of them are still still in situation in a situation that is not good.
0: Right. So, my final question to uh, both uh, you, Tanishka and Deeksha is that, uh, do you feel that, uh, I mean, it's my personal opinion and I just wanted uh, your comment that I often feel that, you know, this pandemic has kind of exposed our fault lines also, you know, like the class divide, for instance, uh, because uh, these guys who are daily wage laborers, they are struggling to even survive. Mm. And I mean, the shoots are still happening, right? right? With a very restrictive crew by moderating scripts in a way. Uh, I was reading somewhere that they're avoiding hugging scenes and puja scenes and uh, marriage scenes on TV shows. Um, But the show is still on. And like, I'll tell you, uh, I did this story last year that uh, in a district called Basti in UP, Hmm. at a quarantine center, Some people they refuse to eat food because uh, it was being cooked uh, by a person by a woman from lower caste uh, who was employed there as a midday meal worker. So I think the way this pandemic has exposed the caste and uh, the class uh, fault line does it give some food for thought uh, as individuals and especially for like policymakers to think about them and keep them in mind? Uh, every time they fight elections or uh, roll out another uh, you know, scheme. Uh, what do you think, uh, Tanishka? Um, so like
3: you rightly said, the pandemic has sort of, uh, these things have always existed, but this has sort of pushed it to the front, where they're forced to see it, forced to acknowledge it. Um, and it is very hard-hitting and very relevant because, for example, Bollywood, it is, you know, all the gold, all the glamour, It's it's all that and more. But the people who sort of make this happen are the ones who suffer the most when something like this goes down. But I don't really know um, if this, the pandemic is going to change things in a way, uh, you know, when it comes to making policies or whether it even comes to the amount that these people are paid, you know, they still don't really have a safety net that they can rely on. And this applies to a lot of industries, you know, the so migrant workers, this just everyone who sort of uh, relies on a... Uh, you know, daily wage. I think everywhere we sort of see the similarity, but I don't really know who, which party, which union is going to, you know, be able to sort of make some sort of change. I think it's you know we'll probably have to do more stories and bring things to the front, and I don't know, hope for the best.
0: Deeksha what do you think is the way uh, forward here for people uh, like Satar Sheikh and Vijay Batam and Gulfam Ali?
2: Yeah, I think other people like, you know, they put the show together, they they carry the whole weight of the show. But they are like, like Tanishka said, they're the first ones to get hit. And the people who are not the first one to get, first, first ones to get hit, instantly they have a lot of protection. They have the safety net. They can they have access to basic amenities, basic protections. But these people, all of them, like they're still indebted, like all of the people we spoke to, you can say nine out of 10 or eight out of 10 had taken loans during the pandemic. And now from whatever they are earning, they're just paying those loans back. So there is no system of, you know, protection for them that, okay, one fine night, if you run out of work there is no you will have to borrow so I feel that there should be like a you know there there should be a database of migrants or there should at least be a recognition that we have so many people that we have to cater to in case such an emergency comes but unless we have that unless we you know enumerate the number of people who will suffer at the moment and you know when an adversity comes we won't know them because a lot of them are invisible. They're not counted anywhere. You know, a lot of people that we spoke to, they, I'm sure they're not uh, recognized by a database that would, you know. So I'm saying, yeah, so I think there needs to be a, an enumeration of these people and said that, okay, formally we have so many workers who work on a daily wage basis who are not under any contract, who are not given any protection or safety net. And if unless that's that kind of a huge large scale enumeration is done, I don't think they'll get the kind of protection that they should get because they yeah they can help uh, they can get uh, one time benefits from a union or a, and an actor, but that will not sustain them. Like a lot of a lot of them said we got three thousand uh, one time deposit because actors helped us, but mm. you can't sustain on three thousand for six months, right like yeah mm. a lot of them said that, so yeah, I think that formally needs to be a list of you know.
0: There has to be a plan uh, as far as the service sector is uh, concerned. And and especially every time uh, such a thing happens, like even we notice that after demonetization also it was the informal sector which was badly hit yes. and people's lives were affected and they were pushed behind by years uh, and they still probably uh, continue to feel the pinch of it uh, so thank you deeksha and taneshka for uh, sharing your experiences listeners if you are hearing this podcast on apple itunes and stitcher uh, I would recommend that you also hear our podcast on newslaundry.com where we have specifically installed a new podcast player with a lot of uh, features where you can forward it and uh, you know uh, move to any other uh, segment of the podcast as and when you like. You can also check out some of the other stuff that we are doing like ground reports, interviews, and opinion pieces on our website. That brings us to our last segment in which we give recommendations for our listeners. So um, Tanishka and Deeksha, would you guys like to go first and share your recommendations?
3: Okay, so my first recommendation is this uh, book called Fearless Freedom. It's by Kavita Krishnan. I've been reading it since a couple of weeks. Actually, it's taken me longer than it should have um, because it's slightly heavy. So the book is basically about how safety for women is used as a tool and it's sort of used to uh, curtail the autonomy so you know to be safe you have you can't be free so it sort of interlinks uh, safety and freedom and it's a very interesting book and what I like most about this it's it's written in layman terms there isn't a lot of academic words that are put into it and it it very rightly there are many chapters you know for example about how uh, Raksha Bandhan is sort of used as a tool against women and um, just a Lot of these things and I really like it because um, it sort of talks about a certain issue and it gives examples and it's very hard to not acknowledge this is happening after you read it the way it's written you know so I'm looking forward to also asking my family members to read it because it really brings important issues to the limelight and Kavita Krishnan is she's really good at uh, bringing these things sort of to the forefront. So the second recommendation is this animated movie called Bombay Rose. I watched it uh, five days ago and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it it's sort of a frame by frame painted animated movie it took 18 months and 60 artists to make this movie it released in 2019 but it just came out on netflix like a month ago and it's a visual treat. it's a masterpiece it's it's sort of about um actually it's primarily about this flower uh, seller and she falls in love with a man who sells roses but the way the story is told you know it makes you fall in love with bombay and with storytelling and uh you know even love it's 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 really beautifully told and um i would recommend that you know i would like to make a bombay rose army so everyone should watch this
0: movie okay uh deeksha yeah. what are your recommendations
2: so uh there's this piece called she just fell down and she died it's titled that and it's uh, in the New York Times. It was published on the uh, in the on the 4th of April. So it's about more than 500 people that have been killed as a part of the military crackdown in Myanmar, you know, on anti-coup protesters after the military takeover that happened on February 1st. 40 of them are children. Uh, so there's this story of a 10 year old girl who so there are people who just who were protesting and they were killed as a part of the military crackdown. But some of them were just killed as a consequence of like some of them were just standing as by bi- as bystanders. So this particular 10 year old girl, she was just running down the road outside her house and you know her father had just cracked open a coconut and she was carrying that eating that and just running down and she fell. And when her pa- father went to pick her up, he-, he saw that blood was coming out of the temple of uh, her right temple and she was just killed as a consequence of the military crackdown with you know without like without being a part of the protest without having anything to do with it so a lot of people in Myanmar are just coming under fire because coming under this crack coming you know losing their lives as a part of this crackdown without having anything to do with it so that story is particularly compelling and sad and heartbreaking so i would like everyone to go and read that i mean if they have time and the second is the interview that came out yesterday. It was the Wires interview uh, by Mitali Mukherjee is interviewing Jan Philippin, who is the French journalist who broke this series, the uh, called the Rafale Papers, about uh, how he made revelations about the irregularities that happened in the Rafal deal, uh, Rafal fighter jet deal. And he gave a blow-by-blow rundown of how uh, he broke the series and how he investigated the entire, uh, you know, and he, how he revealed those irregularities. And he spoken to Mitali Mukherjee. And that's a pretty revealing, pretty hard-hitting interview. So I think everyone should watch it. It came out yesterday only.
0: Okay. Uh, Prateek, what do you want to Netflix On
1: Netflix, spycraft a web series of spycraft on Netflix. Which is on Spies. Which is KGB or CIA. So how did they operate? So I'd like recommend record that so recommendation documentary Okay,
0: um, so uh, my first recommendation is uh, this investigative uh, piece by uh, Kaushal Korshul Trough called Busted for Caravan Magazine, where uh, he has established how Union Minister Nitin Gadgari uh, actually received uh, a bus, a MetroLink bus from a Swedish uh, company called Scania, and uh, he had actually gone uh, to one of the lands which is owned by Gadkari, and uh, through the license uh, number of the bus, he was able to establish that uh, you know it, it was a gift from a company to another uh, company which happens to be uh, owned by uh, Gadkari's sons. And uh, it's a very it's a long form read, uh, which is what Caravan is known for, and it's a brilliant uh, piece of investigation. How he has uh, connected the dots and uh, made it quite apparent that despite uh, the a refusal of a minister saying that uh, he, uh, he he never received any such bus as a gift, uh, the bus was standing right there in a plot owned by him. And my second recommendation is there was just an in-house conversation about, I think, uh, how we write our pieces, the word limit and, uh, you know, whether it should be 1,500 words or 2,000 words, uh, what is the upper limit and how do you want to tell your story to the reader? And I just went back to this 2016 article in the New York Times called The Desk Wants to Know. And uh, apparently sometimes, Uh, a reporter had to write a piece uh, on uh, limousines being replaced by sedans and the lead for her story said that the bigger wheels are being replaced by smaller wheels so the editorial team of the New York Times asked the reporter to clarify it from the sedan which meant that uh, you know she had to uh, get officially confirmed from the PR person of sedan and uh, you know make sure that that one line you know bigger wheels being replaced by smaller wheels is accurate so the piece is all about editorial rigor and accuracy on part of the reporter and objectivity Uh, and since there was some in-house discussion on word limit and how we want to tell the stories to our readers it was just quite refreshing revisiting this piece Uh, so yeah that's my second uh, recommendation
3: if you're listening to this podcast on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, please also go to our News Laundry website where we have a new podcast player with several new features that you'll definitely like.
2: If you like this podcast, please share your friends and family. And subscribe to News Laundry because we're an independent media platform.
0: Thank you listeners for joining us on this episode of Reporters Without Orders. On that note, this podcast is adjourned.